love the whole time we've had here with talking about the Holy Spirit for the last few months. It has been really rich, hasn't it? And I love when you talk about something, whatever we're speaking about, God kind of, he comes on it like, good, you want to do that? Let's go. You know, and it's, he kind of visits. And when we say about the Holy Spirit, I've known a number of people have gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit this last few months or being refilled with the Holy Spirit and very, very powerful. Isn't it good? Come on, just want to encourage you. Had a great meeting this week. I uh, was at an ophthalmologist, had uh, to visit the eye doctor because you got to do that. Not at my age, it's because I scratched the cornea a few years ago and go back and I've got to know the guy pretty well. And the guy's pretty open with me. So he sat down and he goes, oh, you're, you're the pastor. And he's a Korean immigrant for, from South Korea. He came as a child and big family. His dad was a non-practicing Buddhist. His mom was nothing that he remembers. So his family stuck him in Catholic school and they were big, big money making. He said, my parents, all they want to do is make money. And somewhere in the Catholic school, he met God. So he begins to tell me this and I'm like getting wrecked as he's telling me. He said, you know, the Eucharist. He said, I go to this Latin mass once a week and he's there. And I meet him. And he just literally gets a Kleenex and he's wiping the tears away from his Little tiny guy. And he's just like telling me how he meets Jesus on a weekly basis at a completely Latin mass. And he's like, it's on State Street and Harrisburg. And I thought, oh, it's like totally, you know, never talked about anything. He just said, oh, you're the pastor, Christian, right? And he starts telling about all these encounters he has with Christ. I thought, how powerful, isn't it? Isn't it great? You visit your ophthalmologist. You're like, this tells you about God. I thought, this is so good, isn't it? Isn't it awesome? God's moving all all over the earth. A great communion revival is happening, all right? In places you would think are just, and he literally talks about, we need to honor the holiness and the presence of God. He starts telling me, I'm like, have you ever been to Life Center? <laughs> like, and he, I was so powerful. Enjoyed every minute with him, so. Hey, well, listen, this last summer, we've had this last few months talking about the Holy Spirit, have enjoyed it all, and I'm just going to review a little bit and then add to it just a little bit, and then we have a couple of big prayer folks that said, okay, so only go about 15, 20 minutes. Can you handle that? Come on, don't, don't, don't pass out on me. I can you're all crashing now, like the coffee's out. Or, no, 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 stay with me, all right? Because I'll drive a little fast here, okay? So, okay, all right. Kingdom of God is what? It's righteousness, peace, and joy in what? The Holy Ghost, come on, in the Holy Spirit. And Charles has opened this thing up a bunch. And, and I love when different people speak about things in the Bible because there's layers of revelation, Someone shares about one scripture, another person a few weeks ago, a few weeks later shares on that same scripture and it's a completely different revelation. Isn't that amazing? There's layers and layers and layers of this infinite of God's understanding. And I love that about, about the word of God. So you guys know John chapter 7, 37 through 39, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, right? Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his belly, out of his innermost being shall flow what? gushers, geysers of living water. Isn't that good? Come on, it happens here on a regular basis. I love that, okay? Acts 1.8, you receive power, what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? And you'll be my witnesses. Come on, the first thing that happened to me when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I had a power to talk to people about God and I had a power over sin that used to wreck me every day. Are you there? Come on, temptations at once had a part, had no more part anymore. I'm like, God, I'm, I can do this, all right? Because I had the Holy Spirit. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom. All right, sounds good. Romans 8, 14. Or being led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons and daughters of God. Remember I talked about this at the end of June? I talked about we want to be led by the Spirit of God, don't we? John chapter 14. I'm just motoring through. You staying with me? Are you there? Okay, look at the person beside you. Say, stay with them. Come on. <laughs> John 14, 16. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you what? Another, there's really key parts here. Another helper 
that he is going to be with you forever, right? That is the spirit of truth. Those are three amazing things. He's a helper. He's going to be with me forever. Never leave me. Isn't that good? Even when I'm not aware of him, even when I'm ignoring him, even when I'm rude to him, hello? And he's the spirit of truth. Isn't that good? It says the world can't receive him. The world doesn't see him. The world doesn't get it. I love what Will Hart said that. Why do we try to keep making things so the world put it in a little package so they get it? They got it. God just has to open their eyes, right? Pray the blinders are brought out and removed so they see and understand. Yeah? Okay. Anyhow, so good here. It says he will be, but you know him because he's going to abide with you and he'll be in you. Talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Skip up to verses 25 and 26, same chapter, John 14. Are you there? I'm there, Brian. Okay, the helper. He says the helper's going to come and do all four things. He's going to teach us all things. He's going to bring to our remembrance all that he said to us. That's really helpful, isn't it? Have you ever heard scriptures just come up in your heart, little things at the right time? And you may be like, ah, I don't want to do that. But that's what the Holy Spirit's whispering in your head, right, in your heart. And he says further, he goes down to chapter 16, verse 13. It says, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, he will guide us into all the truth and he'll show us what is to come. Isn't that great? Four big things. Bring to our remembrance all that he said to us. He'll teach Teach us all things, guide us into all the truth, and he will show us what is to come. Isn't that great? Those are the things that God does. The Holy Spirit is amazing. It's like, a, I don't know how to say it. It's like the greatest weapon you could ever have. It's better than that. <laughs> he is, isn't he? He's so good. All right? He's the one who comes alongside us to help, doesn't he? That's what he's called the paracleto, paracletos. He comes alongside. He's our advocate. He's our comforter. He's our intercessor. He stands with us. Isn't that good? Come on, get this in your mind. Wake up, come on, all right? Last time I talked about the Holy Spirit at the end of June, I talked about the, the couple of the keys, the three A's. Remember that? Dylan recited them one day. He's like, I gotta aware and acknowledge. What's the last one? Act, so you'll be aware of his presence, right? I'm aware of his presence. I acknowledge his presence every day, all the time. Whatever you're doing, those mundane tasks, cutting your grass, changing the diaper in the middle of the night, preparing for a project, studying for an exam. I'm aware and I acknowledge his presence. He said, acknowledge me in all your ways. What will happen? He makes it good, right? <laughs> That's my translation. Right? <laughs> it's so good. And then we act on what he says. That's the third A. Remember that? We act on what he says. We do what the Holy Spirit whispers, what the Bible says, right? Come on. We got to get this. Are you with me? So simple. Remember I talked about that? Remember the word that changed our youth ministry? Let them do it. I was on a mission trip. Serve the people. Things one after another. God just says a few four-letter words, five, letter, five words, <laughs> not letters, five words. They're like, hey, all right? And we follow, his, follow what he's saying. Are you there? Come on, we've got to get this, that he's come to live within us. Do you understand that? I believe this is why we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for three or four months. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I think if we get this, it'll change our lives. 1 Corinthians 6, you guys know this, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God and you're not your own? I love the New Living Translation. It says, don't you realize? It's like he's bugged by it. Paul writing to the Corinthians. Don't you realize that your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who's given to you by God, and you don't belong to yourself. I'm not my own. I belong to him. Hello? Is this too intense for you? Come on, folks, I got to get a little here, a little noise, all right? <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 11, New Living Translation. The Spirit of God, this is one of the greatest verses in the Bible of the thousand million verses, right? The Spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he's come to live in you. That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, you just feel like you're super person, don't you? Like, oh, he raised me from the dead. Are you there? That same Spirit. And he said, oh, I'll quicken, I'll make alive your mortal bodies. That good? Come on, death is beaten. We're singing it. We got to get it in us. Like, ah, 
right? 2 Corinthians chapter 13. This is one of, Paul, he gets to the end of writing to the Corinthians. He says, look, look, get this. Test yourselves. Verse five, test yourselves to see if you're in the faith. What do you mean? This is like a self-test. Check yourself. Are you in the faith? And he says, this right to you. He says, or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? He's saying, test yourself. Do you have an awareness that he's in you? Are you there? Come on, an awareness of his presence in me changes everything. It changes the whole game. The Holy Spirit's not out there somewhere. Uh, he's in me. He's in you. Do you understand that? It changes the whole situation. I, it's so good. I like, ah. It's like there's, some, there's an awareness of his presence changes, and there's now a, a true, how can I say it, a fear, an honesty of like, God, I have a reverence for the Lord because he's in me. He's living with me. Yeah, there. It's so good. It's like all of a sudden my thought life will be changed. Okay? Remember, I mean, Charles, I remember sharing about Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's so good. The words that I speak, I'm like, the things that I'll be saying, they're going to be tempered by knowing he is in me. I'm not just going to say anything like, no. Holy Spirit's in me. He tempers it. Do you understand that? Can I be passionate? Absolutely, but I'm not, I'm not controlled by my flesh or my mind. It's gotten me a lot of trouble. All right, anybody else? <laughs> I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 1914. May the words of my mouth, may the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Ah, that's what he's longing for us. Come on. He's trying to get us to walk according to the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. Are you there? Come on. This is like, that's why he tells us meditate in this word. Meditate in this all the time. He told Joshua, he said, Joshua, meditate in a day and night. And he said, if you do this, you're going to be able to do the things I'm asking you to do, which are some crazy things. He's like, Joshua, let's go. He's like, leads him into battle. He's like, okay, if you meditate in this thing in my word day and night, you're going to do what I've said to do or commanded you to do, and then you're going to be prosperous and you're going to be really successful. How many people want to be prosperous and successful? We've got people coaching people how to do it, just how to live life. It's like, hey, this is a good start right here. Just meditating all the time. Like, Jay, like David said when he prayed today, like, God, fix those things. And when I get the things inside fixed, it's like, ah, that was so powerful. It's like, ah, <laughs> are you with me? Come on. It's so good. Proverbs 4, you guys know this? Basic scripture. My son is verses 20 through 22. Give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? At the end, it's really good. For their life, their life to those who find them, their health to all their flesh. I remember getting healed, just meditating on the Bible. Like, oh, I just got healed. Like, yeah, they're life. Are you there? <laughs> life <laughs> to the cells in my body, all right? Health to my whole body. Isn't that awesome? I love where Jesus himself says in John 6, 63, the words that I've spoken to you, their spirit and their life. The words that he's spoken to us. And I know there's layers of revelation here, and I'm, I'm just doing the simple part, taking the, what he says for, for, for face value. My words are spirit and their life. Wow. God is longing for us. I believe he's longing for us, even a community like Life Center. Get out of this fleshly mindset. Get out of the fleshly way of living, if I could say it that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like our flesh drives us. It's bizarre. It's like, come on. Do you understand that? So we're not guided and controlled by our flesh. The flesh is never satisfied, is it? It's always greedily longing for more, isn't it? You feed it, I want more. I want more food. <laughs> it's like you get this whatever, food drunk, whatever. It's horrible, okay? But the lust of our eyes, the lust of our flesh, the pride of life, it's, it's not of the kingdom. He said it's not of the Father. Didn't he say that? And James, he says, no, that's not. That's of the world system. 
You think, do you understand what I'm saying? I believe God's leading us to say, man, so good. The first part of that, John chapter 6, 63, the A, if you want to break down the scriptures, NIV, ESV, all these different ones. I love the NIV says the flesh counts for nothing. Counts for nothing. And we spend a lot of time taking care of our flesh, don't we? The ESV, the flesh is no help at all. Really? The NASB, the flesh provides no benefit. NRSV, the flesh is useless. So I'm like, wow, for the last 25 years, self-care has like gone for the, it's like the deal, isn't it? Shine it, buff it, polish it, make it up, whatever. Put some body putty on it, whatever you got to do to make it look pretty. I'm sorry, it's so horrible, isn't it? And we're like, it's like, dear Lord, it's so crazy, isn't it? It's like, I think they said like over a third of the commercials on TV are big pharma now. Just take these drugs, take these drugs, take these drugs. Take these drugs if you take these, take these too. Because these will help offset those, all the side effects of those other ones. Have you heard it? I was watching the other day and they spent more time talking about the side effects than what the thing would do for you. I'm like, wow, this is messed up, isn't it? And they're begizillionaires. I'm sorry, if you're in the farmer world, man, they live like, well, I'm not gonna go, okay. So I just stay and be happy. But it's crazy. It's like God deliver us from craziness, right? This thing, this right here is health and healing to my body. This is what I should polish my body with every day. Sorry. All right, gotta keep going. <laughs> Promise you wouldn't go late today, all right? So, Romans 8, 6. It's really bad. It says, the mindset of the flesh is death. And you read that, you're like, really? Ouch. I've had a lot of death lately, okay? It's like, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. And then it goes kind of down here for the next few verses. It says, because the mindset of the flesh is hostile towards God. It does not subject itself to the law of God. It's not even able to do so. And those who are on the flesh cannot please God. That's brutal, isn't it? Have you ever talked to someone who's in the flesh? There's no reasoning with them. Come on. I mean, the, the easiest example, I could see someone in road rage. They're like, rah! It's like the rage just takes over. You can't reason with a person. Honestly, do you, ever, do you ever be in a public place and people are out of control or with beyond reason? It's scary. It's like, oh, the flesh is ruling there. Okay, I know, firsthand. I've learned this. <laughs> I repented moment by moment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, and the verse nine gets really good, okay? Here we go. Here's the turn. Thank you, Jesus. However, I love when he says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Come on, isn't that good? So he's trying to get us to get a different mindset. Be done with low living. If I could say anything, be done with. It's, so, it's like a base way of living in the flesh. Come on, suspicion and cheating and strife and envy and jealousy. Just let, get, get cleansed from all that. Don't even partake of any of that. Do you understand? That's a lower way of living. He's saying, come on. Come to give you abundant life. The God kind of life. Let's live that life. Come on, challenge each other. I, I know this is challenging, it's intense, but I'm, I love what Paul writes to the Colossians. He said, if you've been raised up with Christ, then set your mind on the things above. Set your mind, fix your mind on the things above. Isn't that awesome? The psalmist says, I've set the Lord always before me. Continually before me, I've set the Lord. Isn't that good? He's practicing the presence of the Lord. He said, do this, man, all right? So good. And simply obey what he says to do. I don't know how else to say it. Practice the word. Obey the word. We used to say practice the word when I first got saved. You say it today, people are like, practice the word? Okay, just do what it says. All right, how's that? <laughs> read all the Ians. That's what I remember getting saved. And I read Colossians and Ephesians and Galatians and, you know, <laughs> all of them. Thessalonians, Corinthians, all of them. And just underline and highlight the action words and do what they say. Just do that. It's a great place to start. It's so good. Come on, we hear the word, we sing the word, but if we're not doing the word, obedience to the word, we're faking ourselves out. Do you understand? That's what James says. He says, look, man, you can't, you can't hear it and not do it. You're, you're, it's, it's messed up. 
I love what Francis Fangipan, man, I read his books and I just repent all the time. But Francis Fangipan, anybody know who I'm talking about? Says, know for certain, his quote is, know for certain that the moment we stop obeying God, we start faking Christianity. Ugh. Yeah, that one digs in deep, doesn't it? Like, oh, pull that out. <laughs> but I, I just, I find myself, where do I begin, where do I begin disobedience when I begin to compromise? And Will Hart said it so good here a few weeks ago. He's like, yeah, gave all my records away. And I, went, yeah, I can listen to that song. And he's like, ah, okay, I'm compromising. God's like, don't touch that stuff. It doesn't bring any life to your soul or your spirit or your body, right? Compromise. It just weakens a person. Doesn't compromise weaken you? It's like, ah, and the enemy really works. Just, it's okay. Everybody's doing this. Okay. It doesn't matter. Just God really didn't mean be holy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's called the refiner's fire, <laughs> the all-consuming fire. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yes, he did, all right? But I find myself compromising for a couple different reasons. Number one, comfort. I want to comfort my flesh. I compromise and I find myself, ah, it's just comfortable. I compromise because it's convenient for my life. Ah, it's too much work to be not compromised. Oh, okay, right? Or I compromise for care, what others think. Ooh, like God, help us. I don't want to compromise any way whatsoever. What do I mean? Settle for less than I know God's called me to live. I'm not talking about being a weird religious fanatic. I'm talking about loving God, like we were singing. <laughs> All of my heart. <laughs> Help us, Lord, all right? <laughs> so we don't want to deceive ourselves. I get concerned. When I, other people fake me out, it's okay. When I fake myself out, I need to get a counselor, all right? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. But he only warns us it a few times in the New Testament, doesn't he? He says, look, man, James, look, if you're here and you don't do it, you're faking yourself out. Jesus says it in Matthew, I think it's 15. In the Amplified Version, he says, chapter, verses 7 through 9 of chapter 15, he says, you pretenders, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. I'm like, oh, I'm focused. Keep singing, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> refocus. <laughs> he says it in Matthew 7. You can back up earlier in, seven, in, in uh, to chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. He says, look, those who don't know me are the ones who didn't do my will. If you look at that whole discourse, he gets to the end of it. And they said, we did all these things. He said, look, man, I don't know you. You didn't do what the will of the Father was. I'm like, ha, ah, this is the written will right here. We got this one. Just work on that. All right? <laughs> you with me? Okay, just one or two more minutes here. He's wanting us to grow. I believe he's drawing our hearts to do life in the Spirit, to grow up in this life in the Spirit. Do you know what I mean? Come on. Praying to the, I believe he prayed for us that we would have fruit, then our fruit would remain. If I'm being filled with the Holy Spirit, like we've been praying this for everybody in this community the last three months, there should be some evidence of the Holy Spirit in my life, right? Should be a little bit of love, a little bit of joy, a little bit of kindness, goodness, patience, right? Faithfulness. Some of those people should be able to come and, ah, I taste that in my life, right? A little self-control. Ah, that's a fruit of the Spirit. Yes, it is. It's a good one. A really good one. <laughs> like, why is he talking about that? I don't know. <laughs> Self-control. It's right there. <laughs> All right, Galatians. Are you with me? Come on. He's trying to get us. Like, come on. <laughs> All right, I'll finish on a good verse. Make yourself feel good. All right? Romans 5.5. 5. <laughs> Sorry. Patty prayed it during communion. But it says, 5.5 5 says, the love of God. <clears throat> the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. Isn't that good news? So I'm getting filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Uh, the love of God is being poured in too. Thank you, God, which changes. It's the game changer, right? It's the big one, all right? All the fruit, I want the love of God because the love will make all the adjustments in the other areas of my life. Isn't that good? 
covers so, so much. God, thank you. Come on, make it your prayer. Every time you wake up in the morning, I made this discipline. As soon as I open my eyes, fill me. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, I leaked out overnight or I had a bad dream, but I need you to fill me again this morning, all right? God, pour out your spirit in love, all right? Sound good? Okay, I got my time. We're gonna pray for two groups. First one we're gonna do, we're gonna pray for if you're in your, if you're a 20 something whatsoever, I want you to stand up and come right up on this side of them. Come on. If you're in your 20s, if you just turned 30, you qualify. I had someone in the first service, I just turned 30. Yeah, yeah, you're included, okay? So come on, all the 20 year olds come over on this side. Come on. And face me. Don't face the congregation, <clears throat> just face the platform. Thanks. Come on, all those are 20 through 30. Come on. I just want to pray for you guys. I get a specific word that I know that I know. And then you can feel the, you can sense this, this, the breath of God on the first. Man, I think we had more in the first than we did in the second. It's amazing. Yeah, pack it in here. Come on, guys, slide over. I need staff and ministry team to get in around these guys and lay hands on them here. You're not here by accident, okay? I just want to charge you. Lily, Lily heard this in my heart. God said, sow your 20s into Christ. These areas of your 20s, sow your life into Christ during this age. The reward will be beyond you could ever imagine. You'll build a foundation that'll just stand the test of time. Sow your life into Christ. Someone spoke this to me and I turned 21, just got baptized in the Holy Spirit and said, sow your life into Christ, change me forever. Come on, sow your life into Christ. You with me? Come on, there's a lot of things you could settle and do, but God's saying, sow your life into Christ. Scripture, 1 John chapter 2, 13 and 14. It says, I'm writing to you, young men and women. You are strong and the word of God abides in you. You have a strength in your 20s you didn't have in your teens. You have a strength in your 20s you may not have in your 30s or 40s or 50s. You may not. I do, but you may not. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to compel each of you to do three things every day. Number one, be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Ask God to fill you with this Holy Spirit. Number two, refuse to compromise. Refuse to live less than he's called you to live. And number three, build an altar of prayer and worship in your life every day. Are you with me? Every day, build an altar. Spend time building an altar. I don't care if you have to get up at five in the morning, whatever you gotta do, build an altar of prayer and worship in your life. And why am I saying these things? Because it'll change the world around you. It'll first change you, but it'll change the world around that you live in. You hear me? Come on. So let's... Stretch your hands out and pray for these guys. Come on, staff and ministry team, I want you to get in and, and some of you guys might have words you can whisper in their ears. So, <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we just pray for your grace right now. Come on, we pray for your grace to be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. God, I just pray these, there would be a grace of each and every one of them to cry out for you to come and fill their lives, God. God, I also pray for grace. They would refuse to compromise. God, I pray for strength to rise up in every one of their hearts, their lives, their spirits. That, God, they would refuse to live less than you've called them to live. In Jesus' name. And, Father, I pray there'd be a supernatural grace on every one of them. Come on, staff, lay hands on these guys. Come on, ministry team, get in around them. God, we pray there'd be a grace to build an altar like never before. A grace all through their 20s. They build an altar of worship and prayer before you. One-on-one, face-to-face with their living God. Jesus' name. Come on.
come on, some of you guys are involved in sports, sports good. <clears throat> Entertainment's okay, hanging out's fun. There's nothing like building your, sowing your life into Christ above everything else. So God, we pray for this grace to sow their lives into Christ in this season. It's 10 years, or maybe you're 25, the next five years, they sow their life into Christ. Change them forever, we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Congregation, if you guys could stand, just stretch your hands out to these guys. Come on. Some of them just feeling the weightiness of his presence right now. <clears throat> Don't get uncomfortable. Just stay right there. Thank you, Lord. You're not very accident. I believe this is the word for you in this moment in time. Receive this word, I pray in Jesus' name. loud and clear to every heart that's standing up here today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. make today is going to lead some of you to other nations. Some of you are going to go to full-time ministry. Some of you guys are going to move home and help with your parents. Some of you guys are going to do things that God's leading you to do, and you know that you know. He's showing you right now. Thank you for clarity, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We're going to shift gears to the second part I've really felt strong the Lord said is to pray for those who've been saved for 25 years or more. <laughs> That's a complete shift from 20s. So if you've been saved for two and a half decades, I want you to come up kind of towards this side and the 20-somethings will kind of slide back into the congregation. And come on, if you've been saved for 25 years or more, come on up front. <clears throat> That's the, I know these people are the long, the long haulers. Come on. If you've been saved for 25 years or more, come on up front. Make it quickly. Come on, I promise the, the, the children's ministries I wouldn't let out be out late today. So can... All those who've been saved 25 years or more, just come up front. Just, just come on up here. That's right. <clears throat> yes, yeah, some of you guys are 30 and you've been saved since you're five. That's good. You can stay right there. That's awesome. That's really good. <clears throat> All right, staff ministry team. Come on, there's a whole bunch coming. Come on, guys. Open up and open up here and get up close. Come on, pull up close to the stage. We got a lot of people behind you guys. We're just, I'm just trying to follow the Holy Spirit. I know this is, takes a few minutes. We're allowed to do that. Come on, guys, move up, move up, move up. Spread out to the sides. Get everybody in. Charles, I'd love you to pray sometime. Grab a mic at the end if you're praying with other people. Come on. This is the thing I heard. Okay, this is what I really heard really clearly, that he's calling you to surrender, hello, to his plans and his will at even another level. He's calling you to surrender 
to his plans and his will at even another level. That can mean a million things to a million different people. So I'm not sure what it means. I'm just sharing you with what I've heard the Holy Spirit say. He's calling you to surrender to his plans, his will at even another level. So God, we pray for this. Acts 319 was the other scripture I got. Times of refreshing would come from the presence of the Lord. I believe God's refreshing you in this season. We've been doing this for the last three and a half months talking about the Holy Spirit. And I believe as many of you have been refreshed in his presence. He's going to breathe on you even fresher in the next few months. So God, we pray for your grace. Come on. We pray for the wind to blow upon each one of these ones. Come on. We pray for a refreshing, refreshing wind of your spirit to breathe upon every one of them. Come on, if you're with somebody or close enough to somebody around you, lay a hand on the shoulder. God, I pray, fill these lives. Those that have been running for a couple decades, God, I pray you'd refire their lives, God. Come on. They'd not burn out. They would burn on all the more, God. Come on, God. I pray you'd rekindle a fresh fire in every one of the lives, God. Come on, we've been praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God, we pray for a baptism in fire. Charles prayed today, God, baptize each and every one of these with fire from heaven, God. God, I thank you that we've got fresh grace to surrender to your plans, to your will, at even another level. In Jesus' name, God. Come on, come on. Let's just worship for a few moments. Come on. that Brian had this on his heart to pray for fire. John the baptizer said, I'm baptizing you with water, but one will come after me who baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, there, were, there was fire that came visibly on each of the ones assembled there. And 
It was part of the empowerment. The fire gets rid of the stuff that's in the way of your next season. The fire that burns in his eye when John saw Jesus, he said his, his hair was white like snow, which is really white. His, like it was shockingly, his, his, and his eyes were like flames of fire. What could this be? What could this be except that which absolutely defined and consumed him? Our, you know, we say our God is a consuming fire, and yet somehow we, his fire burns on us and we get more alive. It gets rid of the stuff that's in our way. It purifies it. It sets us free to be what we're longing to be. So I want you just to go ahead, and if you're just saying, you know, there's things coming we don't know about, but God knows all about them. And so he sends his fire and he sends his power to prepare us for what's coming so that when it comes, you're already there. You're already in position. You're already qualified. You're already strengthened, empowered, and set apart. And so, Holy Spirit, would you come upon us and, you know, This is something you want to desire. If you don't want to desire it, don't lift your hands. If you want to desire it, just lift your hands and just say, and this will be a sign to God that you really want this, okay? So Holy Spirit, you see these hands lifted. You see these hearts lifted. You see, we don't know what we're asking for. We ask you to send your fire on us, in us, upon us, that you will empower us and you will purify us and you will set us in place for the things that are yet to come. God, that we'll be there and we'll be your witnesses. We'll be there. We'll we'll carry your word, your testimony, Holy Spirit, that we will be doers of the word and not hearers only. God, we ask this. We ask you to release gifts. We ask you to release faith. We ask you to release the the gift of miracles. We ask you to release gifts of healing. We ask you to release discernment and wisdom, discernment of situations and spirits and what's behind communication. Father, we ask you to fill our mouths with life and with laughter. Fill our eyes with love and with fire. Fill the touch of our hands with the touch of your hand, that your power, your grace, your transformation would take place, that we wouldn't even necessarily know it, but that when we touch another person in prayer, that there's a transformation that begins that will go on and on and on. Make us your vessels. Purify us, fill us with your presence that we would truly be the portable temples of the Holy Spirit as we walk through this next life, that we would abound with the fruit of the Spirit, that your love would overflow us. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Now, it just seems to me It's good, you know, we pray for impartation, but it's also good to have activation. 
So I want you to lift up your little freshly anointed hands. Ken Henry used to say our fat little oily anointed hands. I forget how he said it. It was always very funny. And I I just want you to know these hands are hands of blessing. That's what they're for. And so I want you to in, in an appropriate way, use common sense, okay? You use Holy Spirit sense. I just want you to reach out and touch the person next to you with blessing. Just say, I release the blessing of the Lord. I release the blessing of the Lord. And you don't have to do it for a long time, but just like a, a momentary light touch, it's all it, that's all it takes. You lay hands on the sick and they're healed. And it, you know, if re, now receive. If you've been concentrating on giving the blessing, just now concentrate on receiving the blessing that's coming to you through those brothers and sisters in Jesus. God, we thank you that you're, this is a season of preparation that we're in. Thank you, God, that the darkness will not stand and that your light will shine. God, we pray you'd fill us with hope, with supernatural hope, that we would overflow with love and joy and hope even as we walk through this next season. In Jesus' name, can you say, I believe it. Amen, 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 amen. Amen.